Um, thank you for having me in this session. I hope I can bring as much value as possible for the people that are joining. And if this is something that people know already about, like they should, they should, let's just consider it as a way to refresh a little bit um, for that knowledge and maybe build on it a little more. So we are on the how to build resilience and be in the right mindset during times of crisis. It's not actually crisis for everyone, but let's just label it that way. I think it's good for clickbait, right? And um, uh, let's start by introducing myself. So my name is Dries, Dries Mamedi. I'm Rakan, I'm 38 years old. And I, um, I'm known for being a coach and consultant for competitive sports and business performance. And, and I work in a wide range of areas, like from corporate to uh, sports, as I said in the title, and I work with leadership, performance management, workplace wellness, emotional intelligence, psychology at work, talent development, mental health, and um, athlete development in sports psychology. Um, I have started this about um, six years ago, formally, before I was doing a little bit of it, but info, uh, informally. Um, and I, have, uh, I work one-on-one -on -one as well as in group setups. So um, group setups on the uplift side, you can see that I've been working recently with uh, QNB, Qatar National Bank. I was invited about um, seven weeks ago, so almost two months uh, to conduct a workplace wellness training uh, with about 100 people. It was really good. Uh, it was three days and a lot of interaction, a lot of positive outcomes in there. Uh, below, you can see a picture of me with a Chinese team of surfing preparing for the Olympics. So, very different uh, type of work, very different type of audience, but both of them very enjoyable. And um, the people I work with one-on-one, -on -one, they could be founders, um, medical doctors, uh, athletes. I have I had surfers, jiu-jitsu fighters, rugby players. I had a senior consultant in psychology. I had managers from uh, Salesforce and pilots and car racers. The, the, the framework that I operate with, the, the, the template I work, operate with, works for all type of profiles. And uh, right now I'm calling you from Germany. It's very beautiful and sunny. I'm very lucky we're having that. I'm here for the confinement period because um, I'm here with family and uh, it is better to be in this side of the world, I believe. Like, uh, but I'm usually based in Bali, Indonesia. Anyone been in Bali would know what I'm talking about. It's really beautiful. Uh, I have spent the last five years uh, over there. Um, I, I, I know Bali since already more than that, like since 2008, my first time. I fell in love with the place and I wanted to make it as a base, the office actually, I call it the office. It's the place where I operate from uh, for, for many reasons. Uh, of course, the pristine beaches, everyone knows about these there, over there. The amazing nature, um, the culture is very rich, the food, delicious. And of course, surfing. I'm a surfer uh, since a young age. I learned in Morocco and uh, I just like riding. I like doing this. This is a passion, it's not a sport. This is me in one of the waves of uh, um, Indonesian archipelago. And so uh, before that, I was in a very different place. It was a little bit darker and less colorful. Joking, don't get me wrong, Stockholm is also very nice, but I, uh, I lived there uh, for six years before doing my move and escaping the dark, cold winters. And actually this picture look 
a lot like one of those horror movies or um, um, scenes from Game of Thrones. Um, so it is dark usually during winter. It's dark and long and cold and it's kind of depressing, but not all the time like that. The summer is also very nice, shorter, but um, longer days and uh, beautiful, colorful nature. Back then, I used to work as an art director in advertising in one of the best workplaces in Scandinavia. That was my office. It was a very different type of work. And actually, that company I used to work for are the ones who trained me for doing what I'm doing right now. They offered me that type of training because I was always the guy that speaks about um, productivity, time management, uh, workplace wellness, this sort of thing. So they encouraged me and they paid my first coaching training. And then I pursued it in Holland, in Netherlands. I studied NLP, positive psychology, psychology at work, and so on. So I have a good foundation in psychology. And then I added to that international business and I blended all my tools to offer what I'm offering now. So my workplace looks a little bit like this usually. This is a limit, bit of bragging. Um, I sit by the ocean in the morning, but it's not always like that. We're not always sipping in coconuts and and um, and uh, and chilling. We actually a lot of work in in Bali, Indonesia, and um, yeah, that's it. So um, this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to go through uh, understanding the psychology and talk about coping mechanisms and try to design a system for you to implement for better performance, better mental health, better, better well-being, better relationships even if you want with yourself, with other people around you, um, you name it. I mean, you can label it the way you want at the end. So uh, with the agenda, so right now we're doing the introduction, obviously. Uh, I would ask a few of you to introduce themselves if they can, type in on the messages if you can do that. And um, we're going to go through the core of the topic, which is understanding how emotions come and where they come from and how they work and how they can help us improve our outcomes and talk also about alternative forms of coping and the key to better mindset and performance. Okay, somebody is texting, saying something. Let's see, where can I see the text page? Okay. Hey guys, just hey guys, nothing more than that. Okay, keep on typing guys, so I know that you're all here listening. Um, okay, and then we will go through the conclusion and a little Q&A uh, open session. So this should last around 45 minutes, maybe 60 minutes, depending on how we interact with each other and uh, the pace of this conversation. So, Right, so how are you guys feeling? How have you been feeling so far with uh, what's been going on? Some of you can type a little bit up and down, okay. So yeah, working from home. How is it to work from home? Feeling okay. Better than expected, excellent. Trying to survive, right. Who has been experiencing very high positive kind of emotions and feelings. <laughs> very cord reason, I'm enjoying it too much. I have heard that before. Where is me? I am, which worries me. <laughs> Excellent. Trying to find new revenue stream to navigate through the ship, through the storm. 
mm, finding it difficult to disconnect. Mm -hmm. Okay, so thank you for sharing. More if you want, go ahead. Seems like working around the clock, pivoting and angling. So none of you really, all, a few of you said how they are feeling. You've been ex expressing what are you doing rather than how you're feeling. Like, so feelings, that would be great if I can have some words there about feelings, how do you feel? Scared, okay, that's, that's one. This is what be denial or something, loving, loving it. Okay, love, I said from people there. Well, personally, I have felt agitated in the beginning. In the beginning of this, it was a lot of agitation. What's going to happen right now is stressful. And um, there's a lot of uncertainty that's going on. So that definitely took a hit of me in the first two weeks of my move. A lot of adjustment had to happen between living in Bali and moving back to Germany. But then emotions started calming down again. Excited and anxious. Okay, thank you, Siddiq. Very well, okay. So who can tell me what's the difference between emotions, feelings, and mood? Emotions, feelings, and moods. There is uh, quite a nice differentiation between these three. Emotions expressive, okay, keep going. Other options, other suggestions? Too bad we cannot see someone. Moods are temporary. Um, I have no idea. Okay, let me. Okay, so moods are thoughts. Moods is general well-being. All right. Well, the simplest simplest way to explain this is that emotions are running behind the scene. They are the code, right, of what's going on behind the scene. Feelings is what you see, is your user interface, is the UX and UI. And moods are the sum of many feelings. So for example, okay, this is, I will, I will share with you these slides, by the way, at some point, so you can have uh, everything. You can also do screenshots if you need to do that. But emotions are an immediate physiological response to perceived stimulus, chemical releases. So this is happening in the behind the scene, right? Feelings are the result of what you experience in the emotional side and the chemical side. And moods are the sum of those feelings. To have it more clear even, I have made this little illustration here. So here, this, is, this example is with the positive emotions. So you have a stimulus, you have dopamine, oxytocin, androphins, serotonin, these are happiness hormones. They happen behind the scenes, chemical releases, physiological response and emotional response. And as, as a result of that, you feel happy, joyful, excited, something like that. And then therefore your mood, you can say, I'm in a good mood. Similarly with the negative emotions or negative feelings or negative stimulus like being scared and afraid and stressed and so on. So things that happen behind expressed consciously as feelings, some of them is a mood. Mm -hmm. you can take notes for later if you have questions. Now 
we gave an example with, with, with positive emotions, right? Let's look at stress versus anxiety. What's the difference? A few suggestions, please. No idea? Nobody type in? Stress is a reaction. Uh -huh. Stress is a feeling. Okay, stress is a reaction of something that is happening. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Ahmed. Thank you, Lamia. Thank you, Rafat. Okay. Okay. That's 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 very close, guys. That's very close. Thank you for sharing this, guys, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Okay. So I'm highlighting here the source rather than the explanation of them. So stress is caused by external factors. So. And again, an easy way to explain, like I always think about how can you explain that to a kid or someone that is like 10 years old. I feel stressed when I'm sitting by my computer and I have a phone buzzing in one side. I have a colleague who's poking me on one shoulder. I have email notifications coming in one place and everything is going, a lot going on at the same time. That stresses me out. So it's external factors. Anxiety is rather internal, is maybe there's nothing happening around you. You're just sitting calm, but thinking and worried and afraid from something that might or might not happen in the future. There's no stimulus around you, but you're worried about what happens in the future. So for example, worried if business is gonna go, go right or wrong. Worried if, uh, I don't know, someone that you care about can have something happening to him. Of course, there's levels of anxiety. We're talking here about mild levels because there is an anxiety that is not necessarily depending on uh, the internal thoughts and worries, but rather like, a, like a, a serious mental health issue. These two or these negative uh, feelings, they release cortisol, which is the stress hormone, which is paralyzing kind of uh, hormone. It paralyzes you, it breaks, it stops you from taking action. So um, with that now in mind, knowing a little bit about more about uh, negative feelings and emotion and the positive feelings, how can we hack our way to having a better mood? And of course, the first question actually is like, why would we want to be in a better mood? Why would we want to be in a, having positive feelings? Some actually enjoy dwelling in the negativity. I know some. Well, cut with them. But anyway, the reason why it is good to have most of the time, because it's not sustainable all the time, because it's not normal to have always positive, it's actually normal to have ups and downs. Yeah, thank you, Richard. Good one. There is a strong relation between um, the reason why we want to have positive uh, feelings is because there is a strong relation between the feelings and the outcomes and results that we have. There is a strong connection between these two, uh, which means like if you feel positive, you might take positive actions and therefore have positive outcomes and results. Screenshot that one if you, if you need to do that. And so what I mean by that, like probably today you feel in curious about what's going on here on this webinar. So you take an action and signing up and there's an outcome or result of it. You're here listening to me talking and 
are we learning something and sharing it with other people? So the question is like, what can help us? Um, how, can, how can feelings help us get better at something? And what can control those feelings? What can, how can we manage those feelings? This is where I'm gonna tap into the first component, the for, first thing that I want us to talk about, like focus now, which is the thoughts that we have. So with, when we think positive, it affects our feelings, it affects our actions and affects our outcomes and results. This is a guiding principle of human behavior. This is the, one of the foundations for um, human behavior. What I mean here is like, again, with the example of us being here, you probably thought this is gonna be useful. Therefore, I'm feeling some sort of positive feeling about it, like curious or like excited even, motivated to join. As an action, you sign up. As an outcome, you're here. Imagine now you would be really experiencing some negative thoughts. Like, this is gonna be so hard I've been with the COVID-19. Um, this is going to be so hard. This is impacting businesses in the world. There's nothing we can do about it. You're probably going to feel something negative like stress or anxiety or sadness. As an action, the action will be a little bit passive. And as an outcome or result, you're probably not going to put the right amount of work or motivation or action, whatever you call it, to have the outcomes that you want to have in the future. Feeling good, being good, productive, for example, at work. Negative thoughts generates negative feelings, generates actions that create average results. While good thoughts generate positive feelings, positive actions or greater actions and then greater results. So that's the starting point. What do you think about that? Uh, are you familiar with what I'm talking about? The law of attraction with positivity works. Who said that? Lamia, positive works well with results. Yes, good one, Lamia. Who else is familiar with this concept? It's not rocket science. No, okay, no, but it makes a lot of sense, yes. This is the basic foundation. This works on the subconscious level as well as on a conscious level. So having it clear in mind in front of us just make us think, if, I want, if I'm feeling not well, I think the best way to stay away from stress and anxiety is to avoid analyzing them or think of them because, okay. Yes, if you think positive, definitely it's such a good result. Thank you, Mohammed. Thank you, Ala, also for what you said. So basically, you want to change your results. You go back all the way to what do you think about them? What is the thought processing that you need to be changing? What about negative thoughts, feeling of challenge, action, good result? Can that happen? Okay. What about negative thoughts, feeling of challenge, action, good results? Can that happen? It can happen if it's in the right sweet spot of like just giving you enough kick so you get going with taking action. If you know Tim Ferriss, uh, the author of the four hour work week, he has a great uh, TED talk, one of the greatest of all time, where he, he talks about fear setting. So when you focus actually on your fears, that will drive you to take action and actually make a difference somehow. So there is a twist in that. You're right, Walid. There is a way to look at that in, from a different angle, as long as it doesn't make you freeze. The whole purpose of this is that you're still proactive and taking action. I hope that answers your question. So um, 
Thank you. Okay, so to, to keep going then, um, we said now good thoughts, thoughts control our feelings and actions and therefore our results. And this leads us to mindset, the topic of mindset, a, a, a word that has been very popular, very mediatized recently. There's uh, books about it, you probably came across it many times, so it coming in your feed here and there. So what is the right mindset? Having the right mindset, having the right mindset, having the right thoughts. And, to, and having the right mindset is having a bunch of principles, a bunch of tools that you live by, that you use them as a guiding principles for, for you to, to, to live by. And those guiding principles, they can be in your mind, in your heart. We can have them in a piece of paper uh, where um, they remind you uh, who you are, what you stand by, what are your values and what is, what is it that you need to be equipped by on a daily basis, weekly basis, to be able to perform, to be better, to be good. I'm not talking here necessarily only about work, but also in, not only about workplace, but also at home and with yourself. Let's see a little, few examples about that. Negative versus positive mindset examples. This is going to be too difficult. It won't work. Reframed version, challenging things can lead to growth, which leads to taking action. And have greater outcomes. I'm good at something or I'm bad at something, nothing else. Uh, the reframed version of it, I'm now, I know I'm good at some things and I know I can become better at, in some areas, which leads again to taking action and outcomes. Right. So who can give me, uh, with all openness, uh, one line or two lines, two sentences of negative thoughts that have been going on in the recent times uh, due to the confinement, due to what's going on globally in the world, something that have been there for you that is negative. A phrase, a sentence. Okay, Corona will go on for at least 12 months or 18. If you consider this one as negative one, what did it make you feel? So we're going back here. What did it make you feel? In one or two words. Mm -hmm. To know the good team, uh, build over the years. Mm, I'm afraid not taking the right action, okay. Frequencies will have. Okay, so these are negative um, or yeah, negative thoughts. So think about thinking like that. What did it stop you from having or doing or being? Or it actually if it actually generated something positive. And if you can actually take action somehow to reframe those thoughts, if they have been limiting you, if they have been holding you back from actually being or taking action somehow. I believe you are founders. Most of you here are founders for, of startups, correct? So when your team is experiencing negative thoughts or negative mood or something, what do we do with them? As leaders, what do we do? We try to reframe, we try to make them think positively, try to communicate to them um, possibilities rather than uh, 
complexities. <laughs> I know where this comes from. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I have actually a great podcast uh, about how to deal uh, with um, the people that you live with in times of confinement and quarantine. Yes, watch out. <laughs> Then I changed my focus and start challenging myself. Okay. All right. But anyway, so bottom line from 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 this first part that I've been sharing here with you is that there is a there is a way to change um, your outcomes and results by changing the way you think about things. Thinking positive creates good emotions. Emotion takes action, and action creates results. And the next point I would like to discuss here with you also is and share with you is other ways of um, having a positive impact on our results at the end, better performance. So here you can see this is a pie with three components. We have our external behavior, which is physiology, body posture, and body language, for example. And we have internal computation, which is our thoughts, which would we talked about just right before now. And we have our internal state, which is our emotions. So we made a connection here between our thoughts, internal computation, and our internal state. If we think differently, then we feel differently, right? There is another way to impact the thoughts and the emotions is how we carry ourselves. And you heard about that, I believe, before. Like, when you do, I don't know, public speaking or you have to be in front of an audience, that two minutes when you stand tall with arms um, like the superhero or Superman posture, it starts releasing some certain hormones in your body and you feel great and positive and feel more confident. So there is a link between these three, external behavior, internal computation, and internal states. And we'll see how we can leverage that for you uh, for the future. So external behavior, I broke it down into two separate things. So movement and breathing exercises because breathing is something you do externally, I guess, body. So um, it's not rocket science. You know that already. When you move, you feel, feel better internal state. And then you start thinking better and then kind of becoming a little more productive maybe or proactive. It's like when you go for a walk in the forest or when you go for a run or go to the fitness, doing yoga, whatever you're doing you start feeling great when you move, right? Um, so um, for breathing exercises, and it's just where actually I would like to insist a little more, but little, little quick one about movement. So moving can also have the same type of emotional release, dopamine, oxytocin, endorphins, and serotonin. But I mean, I don't, I want insist a lot on emphasize a lot on movements because I don't believe I'm a movement specialist. But uh, I believe also there's a lot of content there on YouTube uh, if you want to exercise a little more and so on. But anyway, you get my points. Movements are important. If you thoughts are important, movements are important, and breath work is important. Who is familiar with breath work from Wim Hof? Raise your hands. Yes, this is the greatest one ever. Amy Curry. Yep. Very familiar with this one. 
So who's familiar with breath work? With Wim Hof breath work? Nobody yet reacting? Okay, go on now. Cold showers, yes, cold showers, okay. He's familiar with that. Breath and cold showers, excellent, okay. Is it like calm? No, calm is like headspace. It's like some, more like a meditation app. I'm not sure calm has the breath work too there. But anyway, there's this guy, uh, his name is Wim Hof and he is Dutch, he's from Holland. He's a little bit funny guy. He's a, quite a character. And he has, he didn't invent something new. He just brought from the East ancient uh, wisdom, ancient practices and brought them to the West. And he labeled them differently. And he added also, also of course, his value in them. And that, that breathing technique helps you regulate um, your emotions greatly. Taking hot showers. Well, you should do them with the cold showers, apparently. Um, it's, you can do that, yes. You can stop, take a breath, and then keep on going. But this one is more of a complex, more complex, more depth in it, and it works on the long term. Something you can use on the long term, and I'm gonna break it down for you. That um, helps you have better emotional management in the in the long term, and you will see it's fascinating. And of course, by the end of this webinar, I will share with you links on YouTube videos on guided version of it, so you can try it, practice it at home. And believe me, I did this exercise with the most skeptical people and they were mind blown at the end with it, uh, both in corporates and in sports. Like people were like, okay, well, let's try that. And then after trying it, they were like mind blown with it. And I came across it the first time, maybe two or three years ago, I was in Indonesia. I did a workshop with one of the trainees of uh, Wim Hof Kai, and it was just like a magical, excellent type of practice. And now I'm practicing it uh, almost every day um, in, in my mornings. So let's get into it. So it's quite simple. It's basically taking three, 30 to 40 inhales, exhales on a fast pace. This is when you hyperoxygenate your body. And then hold your breath, empty lungs after this 30 or 40 inhales, 90 to 120 seconds. So that's one and a half to two minutes. And you will be amazed how easily you can do that with empty lungs. Anyone, anyone first try, he will be able to do that. And that's where it becomes interesting. And then once you finish those two minutes, you have an inhale and hold for 10 to 15 seconds. And then you repeat that three times. So what happens in the body when you do that? Let me show you the next slide. Your pH levels go up. So pH levels, I believe, I don't know, you probably know what that is. Um, so we have a pH level acidity in the body that is like seven. So when you breathe in and out and do that technique, you make your body more alkaline, so less acid. In the same time, you have an adrenaline release because you're holding your breath. With adrenaline, what it does, it sets your body on reset. And the combination of these two, it makes your neurotransmitters travel more, travel more freely. So you have a better transmission of hormones. I remember what we were talking about before about hormones. This is all happening in the hormonal and physiological system. Now, when you combine that with positive thinking, so having a growth mindset and positive mindset, in the nervous system, what happens is that you have a physiological response when you think about something positive or when you when we say, like, we have something positive, and you have a better transmission of those hormones 
and therefore you do feel better, faster, and easier. So you have a greater feeling, greater feelings, and ready to take action um, in a great way. Does this make sense? Does this make sense? We have questions about this before I move on with it. So it's it's quite simple yet complex at the same time. You breathe in, breathe out for a few minutes, and you do that three times. And once you do that, like you clear the pathways, so neurotransmitters becomes more fluid, so you have less acidity in the body. And therefore, when you want to think positive, it's easier to think positive. This is the best way and the easiest way to simplify it and explain it. Should I keep on going? I, hear, I see a lot of silence. Let's see if someone will type something first before I keep going. <laughs> You're breathing, all right. You have questions, Sama. You're the only one I see, so I'd rather interact with you also. I mean, I don't have any questions. Um, I'm also enjoying this. I can't wait to try the breathing exercises. Okay. Because I also need some positive thinking. <laughs> so how, how, how are we doing so far? So before we move on to the next component here. So we talked about uh, the power, how feelings work, like the difference between emotions, feelings, and mood, how to manage them through thought processing, and the reason why we need to manage them because they impact our outcomes and results at the end. And we, thought, we said also that they can be managed through external behavior, which is movement and breath work. Movement, check, you got that, you know what it is. You're gonna go and move a little bit. It's good not only for your emotions, but for your body and everything. Move a little bit from time to time. Actually, I have a great podcast about that too. I will share with you the links. So we said movement through movement and external behavior as in breathing. So that's what I'm sharing here with you about this specific breathing technique. This is not something you do, you can do it in the middle of the day for sure, but this is something that you start doing and it works on the long run, on the long run. But you can still immediately feel the um, outcomes of that, that breath work you do in the morning. It's like a real reset. How I had it explained to me in the first time, I was, uh, I was uh, this, it was like, imagine you have love little mini glasses and they are empty and those glasses are usually your hormone levels the positive hormone levels they get empty because you get stressed because you work hard because you're overworked maybe or because maybe you just had a long day and a lot of things have been happening not necessarily uh, good or bad things so when you do that breath work it's like a reset you put everything in the right levels and then you make the fluidity of the neurotransmitters easier so things go from A to B easy. And that's what you need. If you want to think positive, think positive, and then those connections will go smooth and, and fast. Okay, should I get going? I guess, yes. Movement, you mean exercising. Um, movement can be from a simple stretch to a whole full-on training. Whatever works for you. There's no set rules for that. But just do them long enough so you can feel and you start releasing these this, this hormones, the positive hormones that we want to influence those emotions and feel good. In, in a few slides, I will break that down with you on how, what you can do actually and how you can start implementing that for yourself, for each other. 
Okay. Okay, I get going with the, the third one. The third one, movement remain exercise, and no picking sweat, thank you. Okay, now that's it, all right. So the next one has a branding problem. The next one, so we talked about thoughts, breath work. The next one has a branding problem. Meditation, it is not about sitting down, lighting up candles, and humming. It's not only that. Actually, the simplest way again to explain what meditation is. I'm always thinking about <laughs> oh me ascended. I'm always thinking about my kid and how I'll explain to him what meditation is. Meditation is a concentration exercise, is a focus exercise. Um okay, or to start from with this one. What happens in the mind when we are stressed is a lot of things in the same time ongoing. When we're anxious, we have what we call the monkey mind. Buzzing, things are buzzing, ideas go in all directions, right? When, if you can, if you can manage to concentrate in one thing at a time, focus on one thing at a time, you're basically shutting down everything else that's going on. How can you train to do that? Well, meditation can train you to do that. I use the app called Headspace, I'm not advocating for them or anything, not advertising for them, right? And what that guy does, he's not dogmatic. The, 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 it's not a dogmatic practice. It's basically sitting down, taking a few breaths, and then first, okay, focus on the physical contacts you have with your body, with the chair that you're sitting on, for example, or the floor if you're sitting on the floor and crossing legs. So focusing on the physical contacts. That's number one. Yes, headspace, David. Number two, he tells you focus on the sounds that are around you and scan around all the sounds that are going around you in the space around you. The far ones, the close ones. Again, like a little bit around two minutes. And then st step three, focus on your breath. It's just the movements of your breath, your belly, your chest, whatever it's moving over there. And then repeat and do that for five to 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops. We all have that five, 10 minutes a day anyway. So what you do with that is like the equivalent of flexing the biceps for the brain. You teach the brain, you carve a new neural pathway for focus. If the focus um, power or strength is weak, weak pathway on the left, as you can see, when doing that focus training, let's call it focus training instead of meditation, you carve and you strengthen the neural pathways towards focus. But not only that, not only strong, strengthening the focus, you're only trained to catch thoughts when they come before they become bigger, overwhelming, snowball, big, and you can't control them anymore. You can take control of them. So building awareness about thoughts. So during that exercise of 10 minutes, not only when you're thinking about physical contacts, sounds around you, breathing, tells you, okay, it's okay if you start thinking about something else because people think I should be thinking of nothing. That's wrong. That's again, branding problem. Meditation is not thinking about nothing. You sit down and try to focus on one thing that you want, whatever that thing is, let's say breath, uh, kinesthetic, auditory, uh, or visual even contact, uh, sense, if you have your eyes open. And when thoughts come, it's all right that you do this. Arms are open. Thoughts are here. Let's bring them back. Let's bring back my mind to concentration, to the, to the physical um, 
senses that I'm feeling, that I'm, I'm concentrating on. And that's actually flexing the biceps for the brain. So you teach the brain to concentrate on one thing at a time. So um, these are, um, okay, first of all, questions. Who has, who has done something similar before? Familiar with Headspace? Yeah, obviously, Allah knows. As a doctor, I used to be very skeptical, but now I meditate every day, right? My pulse rate can be reduced to half my average, right? Amya's doing it too. Okay. I've been using Headspace for a few years now. Excellent. No apps. That's one also is a good one. So what kind of things we focus on during meditation, Sheriff? Well, simple is the best. Physical contacts. So just think about that piece of something that you're sitting on and the physical contacts. And then move from the physical contacts to the auditory senses, like what is it that you hear around you? And then to your breath. Yes, movement of my lungs, my, my chest, etc. Correct. Okay, what time you're recommending to doing that? Excellent, we're getting there. Thank you. Got it, we'll give it a shot. I uh, recently shared it with my um, uh, old uh, boss from Sweden, Alex, and he was, um, he's very skeptical about that. This is very fluffy for him. Meditation, breath work is very fluffy. And he came, he approached me regarding uh, procrastination. And procrastination is basically also sitting down there and thinking about a lot of things that you should be doing or that you want to be doing, but you're not doing any of that. So it helps you to concentrate and focus and get going with the action. Again, I will be sharing some links from Tim Ferriss and other uh, sources to um, emphasize on the benefits and the science backing up uh, the benefits of meditation. Okay, I get going. I get going then. So we had um thoughts breath work and now we had uh, a movement and we have now uh, meditation i want to talk here about how are we doing with time 48 minutes okay let's keep going then um other forms of coping art and creativity dance self-expression emotional release peer connections working having a sense of urgency a sense of meaning feeling useful getting challenged and not do, just doing self-preservation. Those are other forms of coping and managing emotions. I, I became friends, yes. Those cursing counts as a self-expression or an emotional release, you mean? <laughs> Depends. Depends how we do it. <laughs> not sure. Not sure about that one. But whatever works for you. Um, uh, since uh, the COVID-19 started, I started having different guests who have different um, approaches on how to manage these emotions. And I had one recently about how using art as a form of expressing, expression in therapy, actually. Um, I had a few skeptics, not skeptics, but like reactions where people say, come on, I mean, the world is collapsing. I need to keep my business going. And you're telling me go and paint? and draw something. I mean, he, he got a little bit of a point saying that, but I believe we all have that little time to go on 
and do something different than just worrying or working or chatting with people or scrolling on social media. And I think it can be very helpful to do some creative work, especially some things that I haven't been touching bass guitar for 20 years until recently. I didn't touch it since I was 18 until recently. And it feels great to have some bass guitar and just try again to move my fingers and play a little bit. Um, having a sense of, I agree, learning something creative, something you love, mm, work perfectly. That's great, yeah. Um, having a sense of meaning, like knowing that you do this for a reason, whatever you're doing, piano. Excellent, Ahmed. Wow. The wife or the neighbor will kick you out. Hobbies, yeah. Right. And being challenged. So I'm, 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 I'm doing cold showers in the morning. That's my challenge. Cold showers in, in Germany, they are pretty cold. They are very good though. Bought a digital piano two weeks ago and it feels so good to play even though it's my first time touching one. Wow. Can do one of those things unless cooking counts. Cooking, yeah. Being creative about cooking, being challenged and dance solo. John. Okay, keep going. What else have you been doing? Excellent, DJing. Very well, very well. Netflix, I don't think that's a creative thing, but sure, why not? Does it make you feel good, Sheriff? What's your favorite TV show over there? Shaku. Nice one, okay. All right. This leads us to a few um, Hills Kitchen. Okay, I watched Ozarks. They were great recently. The key to better performance. The key to better performance to me, this is a subjective point, and that has worked for some of my clients, is to create repetition, consistency, routines, and rituals. The problem is what's going on right now. There's a continuous uncertainty but by creating routines and creating habits and it, it creates a little bit of predictability and certainty in, in us, which let us rest. And certainty is one of our, some of our basic emotional needs. We need to feel a little bit certain of what's going on and having a sort of predictability in the future. Routines work pretty good for me because I know what I'm going to be doing every day. Uh, and it's repetitive, repetitive, not boring repetitive. But I do add a little bit of flexibility into my days every day, but there are things that I keep on doing uh, regularly. And I include in them things that we're talking about right now. I call them the three M's of morning routine. So I, 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 you ask what is the best time to, to practice these things that I've been sharing with you? Well, I practice them in the morning. Three M's of morning routine. Mindfulness, mindset, and movement. 
So here's how I start my day. I get up around six. Um, sometimes it's a little bit dark. Um, uh, nowadays a little bit more light. But in, so I start my day. First thing first is that I plug my headset. My phone is on uh, um, flight mode, so I can see any notification. Nothing that's gonna buzz me out. I uh, start immediately playing that podcast or that audio book or that I have been listening to in the couple of days before. And that's already feeding my mind with positivity or learning something in, in a, that is in the right way rather than the scary way. While listening, I'm making my bed, maybe brushing my teeth, washing my face, walking around uh, my place, tidying my things. So I'm waking up slowly, but listening to something positive first. That's a little bit on mindset. Then I go to my little notebook, smile, having a few reminders of things that I like doing and I need to be thinking of, like my positive thoughts that I have here that I heard somewhere or that I created myself and I have them there. So I'll look at them, flip those pages. I'm talking here like a window of five minutes, not maybe sometimes longer than that, but usually around that. Then I um, start doing a little bit of stretches. So neck left and right, uh, moving my shoulders back, warming up. It's like doing a little warm up from top of the head all the way to the tip of the toes. So I, I wake up my body in a very natural way, slowly. That takes around seven minutes, something like that. Taking my time, have a big glass of water. I'm drinking water a lot in the morning because then we dry in the evening, in the night, through the night. And then at the end of that little uh, uh, session, then I sit down and do my breath work. So I do the sometimes one round if I'm in a rush or three rounds of that breath work that I explained. Three rounds of it where you get the best results. Then I'm clear. I don't need coffee. I don't need uh, uh, tea with caffeine. I don't need anything that stimulates me. That just sets me up open, wide awake. But at the same time, set and calm. Like if you imagine the surface of an ocean that is from movement to super still. And then I follow that with a little meditation, five, 10 minutes with headspace. The whole thing takes tops 30 minutes. And it's just like the perfect warm up to get started my day. I'm positive. Um, uh, feel good in my body, not tight in any, any place because I did a little bit of a stretch and a movement. I'm clear in my mind and I'm ready for my clients. Some will start, I will start with them at eight in the morning. So I have to be fresh at that time. And sometimes call, goes on all the way until 7 p.m. because they are on the other side of the globe and I have to be open and awake for them and ready for them. Tonight I have a call at 8.30 and I have another live at 6 p.m. So that was my, my warm up. So I combine all these in that early morning. And this is something I'd like to see if you can also try for yourself. You don't have to have the exact same one with morning routines, but just create for yourself a little habit. We humans uh, progress and learn by repetition. So just think about how you would combine uh, some of these things that I've been sharing with you, not teaching because probably you, have the, you, know, you know a lot of it also already, on how you can combine them through the day to get the best out of them, out of, uh, of yourself, and um, it's even better when you can share them with colleagues and teammates and do them together. Accountability counts a lot. Okay, how's it going?
Should I go with the next slide? Oh, yeah, only two more slides. Actually, one more slide. Yes, yes, good. yeah. Okay. So the three M's of morning routines. I'm actually very OCD about this. I love it. This is a confession. If I don't do my morning routines, I feel I missed something from my day. I even take the exact same routine before doing my um, marathon training or swim training. I just love it. It's just like an anchor to positivity. It's my anchor to get going today, get going now, do something good. Okay, then I will go to conclusion quickly. This is coming close to 60 minutes. And then after conclusion, we're going to um, Q&A. Conclusion, all right, so. Um, positive mindset plus breath work plus meditation equals better emotional management and leads to greater resilience, better emotional, mental, and physical health, and therefore better also performance. Positive mindset, breath work, and meditation can be combined in a routine, something that you do in regular basis. Regular basis doesn't mean every day, better if it's every day, but regularly. Other types of coping are also highly recommended, like creativity, peer connections, as in friends, work, and being challenged from time to time. This leads to better emotional management and therefore greater resilience, better emotional, mental, and physical health, and better performance. Voila. This was it. That Questions, was, please. That was super beneficial. Um, and to be honest, I can't wait to start your morning routine. Um, I see a few questions coming in. Mm -hmm. um, he said, I think for having a better performance, we need to balance between the bad consequences like shutting down and the great consequences like passing through this and keep, it, keep growing, not only the good side. What do you think? It's like, again, flexing the biceps. Open and flex, open and flex. You, I, I firmly believe that... Um, struggle or challenge it's a greater thing for moving forward and growing i firmly believe nothing comes good missing only from easy but since this time there's there's a lot of challenges in them um, with unpredictability and what's going on in the world it is good to keep this kind of practices in mind so you can um, Balance it a little bit with what's going on, having those in the in the back. Does that answer your question? Yes. Okay. Next, please. Does anyone else have any questions? Thank you, Lamia, saying this was super amazing. No questions. Thank you, Drews and Sama. Okay. Thank you, Drews Voice. Should be in Headspace app. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, 
you still have the opportunity to reach out for more questions if you need to. I'll be sharing with you or with Sama actually a uh, uh, bunch of links about everything that I have been talking about now, um, including videos about the breath work, science about meditation, um, uh, some documentation about how our thoughts directs our emotions and energy and so on. Mm -hmm. Yes, the session is recorded. Yes. And um, I will gladly do a little follow-up with you if you need that in the near future. And let's stay tuned for another session maybe. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks guys for joining and thank you Coach Dries for a great session. Um, I am actually really looking forward to it and I hope um, everyone else's as well uh, to get the mindset in the right place, especially during this time. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks.